What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, dude? Not much. I'm just uh, waiting with bated breath for the Pope's awesome Jewish prayer at a Sumerian temple mm. this weekend. Well, weekend's coming up. You don't got to wait too long. Also, joining us tonight, Dogbot, what is up? Man, I'm doing really good, and I just want to take this moment to thank the two listeners that contributed to the PetSmart wish list for my Chupacabras. Uh, it was, you know, I had put on there for rubber chickens, thinking that, you know, if I got them some rubber chicken toys, that that might help them between periods of bloodlust. Unfortunately, I was wrong. They no, just no. they just sit there. They're just sitting there looking at them. They're like, and they're they're they kind know. of a little pissed. Yeah, they're a little pissed off at me. They're they know, like, dude. Yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah, the re- we're in Texas. The real thing is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they want real chickens. Oh well. All <laughs> right. Well, I, I just I I that's not the listeners' fault. So right. I just want to thank them, the those two listeners that did contribute to the PetSmart wish list for the chupacabras. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And. As always, in the corner, taking notes, Jack Hoffman. What's up there, Jack Lee intern? Sorry, can't talk. I'm currently spamming his uh, PetSmart wish list everywhere right now, so hang on. Nice. All right. Damn. Welp. Welcome to the weekend, guys. I don't know. It's a fun weekend. Yeah, it is. It is. I have... uh, Man, I'm going to be sore. I started back to the gym this week, but I have... I, I took the boy with me, and we're teaching him all the. Uh, we're gonna get him on um, either five by five, or the strong lifts, or one of those. I don't know. He's a beginner. Nice. Yeah, but he did very nice. He did very well today. He did very well today. We did squats. We did some bench. We did some kettlebell stuff, and then uh, that was that was it. He did very well. So very nice. But we're I both gonna be really, really, really sore. We're, oh yeah, but we're our gym. You got to wear the mask like through the door. But once you go through that magic part where the little turnstile thing is, like there's no more COVID, so you don't have to wear your mask anywhere else. Oh, that's not the case with me. <laughs> oh no, really? I told you about that, didn't I? Yeah, didn't you say you got you got like mask shamed by a female? Yes, is a female who worked at the gym. Uh, I was in the middle of preacher curls. Like right in the middle. So my forearms are dying. I got like 50 pounds sitting here and I had my mask down around my chin and this lady comes up and says, you can put your mask on or you can leave. And I'm just sitting there staring at her in the middle of a set in the middle of a set. Wow. Yeah. In the middle of the set, just screaming basically. And I just dropped the bar, looked at her and was like, seriously, could you not wait? (laughs) <laughs> wow clearly it's not about health they no, don't want about, you to be about health right no it's about it's about <laughs> control it's all about control uh, um, man that sounds that sounds awful guys you know it's too too bad you're not in the great state of texas um on you know we on tuesday it was texas independence day Yes, and uh, Governor Hot Wheels rolled out to the podium, and he said, "You don't gotta wear, you don't gotta wear that mask no more." Now, hang on a second. Hang on a second. (laughs) Come on, man. Hang on a second. That's Neanderthal thinking. 
what um okay <laughs> so now texas doing the texas was it actually texas independence day or was they are you just making that up because it was like uh, uh, no it was was no, it okay it's actually texas independence okay. day. it really was. Well, i don't i like, don't know but according to the official narrative we were at one time a country oh right at one time texas was a country the great state of texas yeah the lone star state with the yellow rose and all that um was oh, yes yeah, independent independent now full of californians and mexicans i know i don't have to repeat myself but the californians may be worse than the mexicans um and and, and illinoisans Ill- okay that's a, that that's a little bit of a uh that's a little bit of a sneaky thing that really? people don't really talk about is how many how many GD Illinoisans are here escaping their their dying state. Right. Uh, yeah, Chicago is on fire. Chicagoans, I assume. Yeah, Il- it's got to be. Where's 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 Chicago? No. He, yes, he, I'm he, I'm he saying he, yeah. Chicago. Out right. You're southern. Well, yeah. The people from like southern no, they're, Illinois. They're Peorians too. Uh oh. Oh, I've never heard of such a creature. But anyways, um, Bud Vane. No, um. <laughs> Bud Vane's from Peoria. Biddly biddly bat, biddly biddly bat. I'm With still dry, dying yeah. at, at freaking Governor Hot Wheels. <laughs> well, that's what they call him. His name's Abbott, right, Governor Abbott? Yeah, yeah. Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott. What's yeah. with the Hot Wheels thing? I never, I never, I mean, he's, I never cared. He's in a so. wheelchair. He's a is, cripple. Oh, is yeah. he? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a cripple, like uh, FDR was. Uh, but, you know, they had to put in a wheelchair ramp at the Wailing Wall in Israel so he could put on the funny hat and kiss it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, my, wife you know. is, my wife is Texan, so I'm I'm really dying at this. Israel uh, really wanted those military deals really bad. Yeah. So they, they, they made sure that the least that they could do is put in a couple planks of wood so they could roll his ass up there so he could do the thing with the hat right hits the wall right well he they got them through raytheon i'll tell you that raytheon mm-hmm. like a month and a half ago uh who is was chairman at one point by our new uh secretary of defense got their four billion dollar donation so huh. and boeing and lockheed martin of and, course uh, those guys are getting yeah. donations and Northrop Grumman. wow and and dell and all, yeah. all these oh, yeah. all these companies are uh got big contracts with that little tiny sliver of country over there in the desert that is under so much duress because all of its neighbors hate it so much and we have to do everything we can to protect you it. know yeah we have to bomb the hell out of damascus yeah we to, well yeah. we don't even have to do that they're doing it too like israel isn't even oh, yeah. there's the mask off Right now with Israel. Israel's like, yeah, we're just going to bomb the shit out of Syria. Didn't they blow up yeah. um, some tankers? This morning blew up off the coast of whatever the port is there in Syria. Um, yeah. Yes, they, they've not even... been bombing for like five days. Mm-hmm. I think they had Biden blow up a wedding because some guy was supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he's used to that. That's That was Obama style, you know. Yeah, that, that was, was the wedding. Thing. Well, that's the meme. You know, Obama said that thing. He's like, you know, um, he punched a guy in the nose. He, he punched a guy in the nose for calling him a coon. Goes, oh, yeah, you should see what he did to a wedding party. You should see how he throws a baseball. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so like if he if he punched the guy as, as, as hard as he threw that baseball, I think that guy was probably started laughing. Yeah, him it again. I've seen. <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, 
the Obama cringe. I know I don't mean that in like all of his videos that are cringe, but the one where he is cringing at a sports event, like he's doing like the whole like hands up around his shoulders a little bit, like ooh, that whole yeah. I think I I think yeah. it was like a tennis match or something. It was a tennis yeah, match and that. somebody like fell or something, and yeah. he was or like ooh. It's it's so, so yeah, amazing how gay he really is. I think it was a tennis really match is. and somebody twisted their ankle. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> how gay he really is is just so obvious there, you know. Or or the the down low basketball players that would come visit him at the White House on his birthdays while uh, Michael Obama was overseas in Spain. Mm-hmm. Those right. those were those situations were always a little suspect. Well, hold on, you're saying there's gay basketball players in the NBA? Uh, probably the ones with the the pyramid with the eyeball tattoos on their arms. Oh, are you wow. saying black people are gay? No, they don't. They don't call it that. They say they're straight, but they they're on the down low. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I actually uh, saw that somebody it's posted a that clip. Phenomenon where no, they it really think, is. They oh think yeah, they're straight. Yeah. It, but well, they're not. Oh, yeah. right. They, there was that. Yeah. Um, what's the show that uh, Ice T is on? Law and Order, right? Law and Order SVU. SVU, yeah. And yes. he's got that that black dude in front of him. He's like, I'm not gay. I have relationships with mit- women and s- s- sex with men. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, bro, but that's gay. <laughs> but you gay. And like the dude like okay, flipped I, out I, over it. And I see would know. He he right. had that show with that uh that that tranny with all the that reality show with the tranny and the f- fake tits and face. I don't which show did Ice-T have with the tranny? It was like some reality show that was on VH1. Oh, Lord. I don't even yeah, know. That I have no thing idea. Was, that thing was nasty. Hey, Jack, can you pull up uh, Ice-T's partner in, in that uh, reality show that he was on? Gross. I don't know if I want to do that. No, we're not doing that. Let's not do that. Let's hey. not do that. Well, you can see what it looks like. Okay, well, let's, I don't want to look oh. at it right now. I've, well, I've, do you yeah. remember that I had posted a couple of days ago the... Uh, the sex therapist insisting that men can have sex with yeah, men. Yeah, what the fuck, totally dude? Yeah, one hundred percent straight. <laughs> men have when sex th- with men. It's it's just sex. He's doing that. He's doing that <laughs> bit. It's not a gay thing. It's a guy thing. Right. It's a guy thing. I, Guys need to have sex. That. Doesn't matter with who. That's well. That's the justification <laughs> for like the black thing. You know, like right. You know, uh. It's just a guy, well, you know, ain't gay, he's sucking my dick. I ain't gay. You know, I'm just fucking him in the well, butt. I ain't gay. Well, the the way that some of them justify uh, prison sex is that they're, that because it's rape, uh, they're dominating them and, and flexing power, that it's not right. gay because that's what they're doing. Oh. Okay, yeah. well, it's, it's still it's, gay. There's a lot of it's just still gay a, domination. It's still gay, yeah. It's gay domination, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. All right, let's not, your, let's not talk about niggas kissing and doing butt stuff anymore. Let's not do that. But, we, but we are talking about gay things, so that still kind of fits in with what we're talking about tonight. Okay, what's the gay thing? Grifting. Oh, the earth. yeah. All right, well, let's, the let's earth, talk about the, the gay uh, thing. Let's finish. The realm. If we're going to let, let me, let's do the gay grifting. And then we'll get to the gay earth thing. Right? No? Okay. Anyways, t-shirt sales are live, guys. Um, I hope you guys like them. They they are for sale now at Dissident Apparel. 
It is. I messed it up last time. It's dissident apparel slash ally slash paranormies. So there's a couple of slashes there. But anyways, it'll be up in the show notes. Check them out. We got the Flat Earth for Dummies shirt. We got the No Such Thing as Coincidences shirt, which is a reprint of the first one that nobody's ever going to get again. The Purple Paranormies shirt is just... It's a -a one-of-a-kind thing. Um, And also the black and white um, skull logo. They're up there at Dissident Apparel. Go buy them. All right. Buy a shirt. Yeah, buy a shirt. (laughs) I like... You know, DB, I like... There's one thing I... Oh, go I, was, for it. I liked what you said on your channel when you were showing the shirts. It's like now we're kind of like, you know, we're like a little local band and now we have shirts and like stickers. So go buy. Right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the content's free, obviously, but it would really help us out with some of the stuff that we get like books and uh, other other aspects of the show. Definitely. You know, it's, it, we're, we're not doing this for personal gain. We're not we're not, you know. We're not coming up with really fake personal life reason excuses, you know, for you to buy our shirts. Yeah, you know, we just hope you really like the show enough to like our shirts. Yeah, we think you guys would like the designs, and we think they'd look really good on you. And you could go out there, and uh, people would be like, "Oh man, that's a cool shirt. What's that all about? What are what is a paranormy?" And then you, right? You know, you give them the well, URL. Okay. And I think we, I think I speak for everyone here when we all say, like, we we can't wait to wear these freaking shirts. Oh yeah, like, I I can't wait to wear mine to the gym, out grocery shopping, anything. My wife is gonna take one of them as wives <laughs> or want to do. Um, yeah, yep. I can't wait. It's fun. I can't wait for somebody uh, to eventually steal one of my Paranormy shirts. Because <laughs> that'll happen. It'll happen. It always fucking happens. I, there was I I didn't get to join you guys on the Nationalist Enquirer this week. Uh, did you guys happen to do a sports section? No, we did not. I completely forgot. Uh, I have uh, a little, I have I, a little sports section at Endem. Yeah, if, I saw if that. I, if, if, that was the one thing I wanted to talk about, and I completely forgot. So yeah, let's talk about this. This is a humiliation ritual, right? Yeah. So there is a basketball team, and they're called the Bucks, and I I think. I don't. It's not short for Buccaneers. I think it's it's a Milwaukee team. Yeah. I think it's I think it's for a male deer. Yes. But, it's I, definitely yeah. but for I'm a male not deer. sure because basically every single uh, professional basketball team, if you say the name with the lisp, they all sound very homosexual. Like <laughs> uh, like Bucks. the Wizards and the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. And the Mavericks. Yes. I never thought about that before. If you say it with a little bit of an affectation, the NBA becomes really, really gay. Wow. And the Knicks. Like mm-hmm. not even like cuts, gashes, or wounds, but Knicks. Like 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 a little Nick. You know, that's <laughs> terrible. But anyway, well, that's the, short the, for Knickerbocker. That's short for but Knickerbocker. The, oh. I I don't know. Uh, it's all right, all right, whatever. Uh, so, you know, the heat. Come on. Anyway, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks hand sanitizer cam. Oh yes. So basically, uh, normally when you go to a live sports game, they got cameras uh, that that'll be trained on people at random moments. There'll be like kiss cams and uh, dance cams and stuff like that, but. They decided to go the full humiliation route, and they had a computer-generated 
hand sanitizer bottle <laughs> squirting hand sanitizer onto people but it was not like they were holding their like people knew what to do and held their hands out or anything and it, and the the computer generated thing was aimed on their hands because it's using the same technology as say the kiss cam or whatnot it's basically just shooting loads onto people's faces. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And, and these people, everybody's wearing a mask. So it's not like, I, I mean, at least I, I, this may be a situation where I'm like, I'm kind of glad they're wearing a mask. And there wasn't just like this one guy that didn't know what was going on. His mouth was op- wide open like, oh, my God, what's going on? Oh, you know, because <laughs> it's really bad. It's it's completely humiliating. I mean, normally the kiss cam is humiliating enough because it puts people on the spot, and most people are just like, you know, sometimes you'll have that one couple where the guy leans over and the chick completely BTFOs him. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, that sucks. You know, but to, to have you and your wife sit there while computer-generated hand sanitizer? Bottle of hand sanitizer is it, shooting it stuff like at your chest. something you'd see out of China. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I mean, yeah, 10 twirls, you know? (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah, Yeah. that's like Chinese surveillance level. (laughs) I saw that. Oh, I thought you meant the anal swab, so that's why I said 10 twirls. Oh. Oh, Oh, God. God. Well, hey, did you know? Well, they said 10 twirls is recommended in order to get a good sample. Right, that was the the CDC's, uh, per the CDC's instruction. Um, Yes. Now, I saw that thing with the hand sanitizer and I watched the clip of it and the comments that was on Twitter, the comments were like, the replies were hilarious. It's, it's people cause people watching it, you know, well, you're going to, you're seeing it on the big screen on the jumbotron there. So you're seeing yourself get shot with hand sanitizer. And it looks like, again, it's blowing a bunch of white liquid on you. And, I don't. I don't get it. That was a bad choice of of um, COVID. Your own humiliating, yeah, money like shot. COVID propagandizing. You know, they're like, oh, we're gonna use hand sanitizer because you guys have to sanitize your hands every thirty seconds now and social distance. Wear your mask, get the vaccine, and still have to take all the precautions. Still, yeah. Uh, one guy in the co- in the replies made the suggestion they should play the eighty song "Come On Eileen" mm. while that while they're doing that. I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, one ch- I saw one chick was like, uh, I would I would pretend to rub it on my boobs. Of course you would. Because of course you would. Women. Because whores. Right, right. All right. Um, so yeah, that's the sports <sighs> page. Honestly, that's other than other than trainees and 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 sports, there was a, another thing with the men taking over women's sports. Didn't wasn't there an award given to the actual tranny? In the MMA thing, like a legit. Oh, I, I'm not sure. You mean cyborg? Was Whatever it was, yeah. It was, maybe it might not have been an award, but somebody like I don't know. Maybe it was an award. I forgot. Anyways, I I try not to pay attention to that stuff anymore. Last I saw, there was that big 56 year old giant white dude playing for that college in California. I think they recently, I think on the 8th, um, a bunch of TERFs and female athletes are going to be marching in Washington, D.C. 
in support of not having men in women's sports. Huh. Men who, yeah. Okay. Like, which I, 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 I'm really, I'm really interested to see how many turn out for that because the, the level of ostrich, ostracism, uh, these women have been ostracized <laughs> from other feminist groups. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, I, like, it, it just, just believing that only women should play women's sports has gotten them kicked out of many of these circles. And I, I know a lot of people are like, well, I love, I love seeing these people eat themselves. Yeah. But I kind of, I mean, I totally agree with them. If you're going to mm-hmm. have women's athletics so women can compete, shouldn't only women be competing? Yeah. That's and the I, point. But I, the right, thing is, is skin in the game here because my, my niece is very uh, successful in uh, young women's athletics and uh, my sister used to be a professional athlete. So like I, I don't want to see them getting destroyed by men who are growing their hair out and taking a few hormones. You know, right, right. But the reason why those men are even allowed to do that is because women. Well, and Jews. Well, yes, and Jews, but yeah. Yeah. Jews. I mean, obviously Jews, but like women are the ones that vote for that shit. And the Jews, uh, yeah. They're easily. So you got. Anyway. Sorry. No, I mean, women are easily. So you guys were talking about yeah, Dr. Seuss uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Nationalist Inquirer. Mm-hmm. Did you guys happen to mention uh, George Lincoln Rockwell's children's story, The Ducks and the Hens? No, we did not, actually. I, I hadn't seen that until. Oh, when was it posted in in the in the Telegram chat today? Yesterday? Uh, I, I posted it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I saw it in another group. That's the first Man, I've ever I, seen that. So no, we did not. I yeah, I'd never heard of that before. It was mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah, a great it analogy. We'll post um, a link to it in the show notes. Jack, make sure we get that link in the notes this week. Um, no, we did not. But yeah, we did the Dr. Seuss thing. Um, you know, like you were saying before, we got we got on talking about. Well, who cares? He's a Jew. But he, I mean, except that he's not, but he is. But he might as well be. But he looks like one, too. And he writes like one. And he's spiritually I thought, one. He, I thought he was. Right, everybody thinks Dr. He's, Seuss is. Yeah, Giselle. Well, you know? he's, he's a crypto, but he was also awarded honorary Jewish citizenship by yeah. the first president of Israel. No, it was the. No, it, no, it was. He was awarded the title of an honorary Jew by the mayor of Jerusalem. Oh, the mayor of Jerusalem. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, no, it doesn't matter. It's just some Jew in Israel. I mean, yeah, either way. Yeah. But yeah, no, so he, was, at, at, he was given that. I mean, he was basically a, an extremely liberal Democrat, but very pro-war because um, they were back then. Um, so as you guys know, I collect books on propaganda. Mm-hmm. And one of the gems in my collection, just because of the the sheer audacity of some of these wartime cartoons is called Dr. Seuss goes to war. And it's the world war two editorial cartoons of Theodore Seuss Geisel. And it is, I, it, it couldn't be more Jewish. Like it's, it's like uh, everything from, from race mixing to just like the most anti German and, uh, like uh, early on, because uh, these are in these are in uh, these are in order by date, what from when they were published. Mm-hmm. So, 
early on, anything that had um, America first, he would uh, have ties in with Nazism. So anything that was uh, any you know isolationist was a pejorative that was used against people that didn't feel like we should be engaging in the wars that were going on in the world. Yeah, whether and it is is it's and it wasn't entirely true. It was just that people were like, I don't want to send my kids to go die over there for shit that I didn't shit that we're not involved in. It seemed to be pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, people like Charles Lindbergh and stuff, he completely, it's like crap in here. But when I found out this week that he was canceled mainly for the Chinaman uh, eat with sticks part, mm-hmm. yeah, have you seen that drawing? Yeah. There is nothing, I have never seen, I have never seen depictions of the Japanese drawn as racist as he drew the japanese in these editor these war cartoons yeah no it's i mean pretty bad. It, it, it's stunning that it's stunning that nobody that nobody decided to mention any of these because the, the thing is is if the media began to mention his war cartoons people would actually start to delve further into them mm-hmm yeah, and you can't have that. You just want you just want to talk about green eggs and ham and and the Lorax. You know, you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to get too deep into how he got that position to do children. He should have never been doing children's stories. Probably is the Lorax also a honorary Jew, or mm. I just wonder. Mm. It sounds like one, or is it more of like an Anne Prim thing? <laughs> Well, it's not really like an Anne Prim thing. Like I can understand the. It, it's it's funny because he is very pro industrialization for the war effort in these cartoons. Right. There's one. There's one cartoon. Uh, I I don't have it. I don't know which page it's on, but there's a guy playing a harpsichord or like a piano that. The piano's labeled the war industry effort, and the white keys say white workers, and the black keys say black workers, and he's got Uncle Sam over his shoulder, and and the music that's coming out is terrible, right? And he's got Uncle Sam over his shoulder saying, you need to play the black keys and the white keys for the music to be good. So it's basically saying the the white workers and the black workers have to work together in order for the in order to pump out good tanks and machine guns so mm. we can kill Germans and Japanese. Wow. Right. But it, but he was really into he was really into the industrial part of the war effort in this book. So the Lorax, I don't know, maybe that was his way of saying, uh, maybe we went a little too far because what are you gonna do with all that industry when you're done with the war effort? Well Walt Disney did the same thing and we've we've all seen, I think, uh talked about us as show hosts have seen the telegram post going around about how Walt Disney was forced to do what he did and sell his, you know, company to Jews. Um, but all these guys were ultimately controlled. Sure. Whether they wanted to be or not. Right. You don't get to be the number one propagandist, you know, for NASA or for any war effort without, you know, 
Like, like again, the Alex Jones thing. You know, you don't get to be Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't get to be one of the number one children's book writers of all time. You know, by accident. Right. It wasn't just because he was. It wasn't just because you know he could rhyme things really cleverly. <laughs> <laughs> One no, his- it's very interesting. It, it sucks you took the, the midweek show off, talk about um, could you use your, your knowledge and library. I appreciate that. I had, I, I, I had to take a break, and uh, my son has asked me to catch up on Attack on Titan so we can watch new episodes together. Oh, right don't on. get me started. I'm. Uh, we had a ton of anime posting in the, uh, the yeah, chat. Yeah, let's not night, let's not we? break it down into anime posting, please. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so there's all that. No, no Bitcoin donations this week. Um, we still don't have a PayPal, but we do have. We do take Bitcoin and Litecoin and other. Well, Johnny, coin. didn't you uh, say that we do have oh, a wait. PO box? We do. Actually, yes, I totally forgot about that. We yes. have a post office box that you guys, goys, and whatever can send us uh, stuff. Send it to the Paranormies, P.O. Box 3036, Kingsport, Tennessee, 37667-0036. That'll be in the show no, notes from now on. No dead chickens, please, for the chupacabras. Yeah, no dead chickens, because, <laughs> okay. yeah. Because then I gotta. They need to be alive. Yeah. Um, because then they then uh, they gotta get picked up and then sent again. Chickens. And then, yeah. Period. Yeah. No chickens in the mail. But yeah. Can I read one thing off the back of this uh, Dr. Seuss war propaganda book from Mother Jones? Okay. Succeeds as both a dark humored history lesson and a glimpse into the artistic development that would carry into Seuss's. Best known books. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess one of his best. I guess you know the the artistic development of drawing those Japanese helped him with the China man running with the sticks, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I always yeah, must have. I don't know. I always like the art style was always kind of trippy. I always thought Doctor Seuss did. You know, did drugs. He looked like he looked See, like he I was, was kind of out there. I always liked the art style of mm-hmm. uh, of old Disney movies like Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Thought those those were very based, but used, of course, by Jews. Well, I I love Doctor I love Doctor Seuss's art style because it is thoroughly unique, and he was able to convey a lot of a lot of expression with very simple images. That's why his children's books ended up being very successful. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like the more that you know about stuff, the, the less you want to look into things you enjoyed in your past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you never know, like you never know what that new lens is going right. to, is going to reveal on it. You know what? I never get, now I get a chance to ask this. But um, you guys have read Horton Hears a Who, right? As I mean, as kids yes. or as parents or whatever. So have you seen Horton Hears a What? Horton Hears a Who. Horton Hears an N. But yes, that, the you've seen this or at least seen the movie. It's pretty true to the story. Um, 
it's even worse actually the movies the movies actually worse because they have a whole bunch of like sjw type stuff thrown in there too um, yes yeah it's, it's terrible like oh the the mom the kangaroo mom or whatever who who wants to control what the school uh what the public basically what control what the public school does but sends her kid to private school Yes. Like wants yes. to, my child's pouch schooled or homeschooled. Yeah. My kid's homeschooled, but I want to make sure that what they're learning in, in the regular school jives with what I like. Anyway, that's not, that wasn't my point. Uh, my point was, what do you guys think about that's that? Now, what would that be? Cause there's a world on a speck on a f- clover, right? And Horton finds the clover with the speck and on the speck is an entire universe, right? That's some sort of a Carl Sagan ish sort of thing, isn't it? Uh, it almost sounded like lyrics to a Modest Mouse song, the way you were saying it. Right, but, Gross. The, the, but the theory, I mean, no, seriously, but the theory of that, like a universe on a speck on a flower that I hold, you know, is the is the thing that I'm standing on, a speck on a flower that somebody else is holding. Well, it's to make us insignificant, right? Right, right. It's a, right. It's, yeah. So it's, Dr. Seuss, it's, all to, it's all to belittle the reality of this realm, this universe that we all sit on. Mm. And I don't want to get too much into it because of what we're going to hit in the second hour, but it's to belittle all of that. Right. This, this realm that Jesus Christ, that God created. He created us for, he didn't create the world for us. He created us for the world. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think the Horton the Horton situation is definitely Jewish subversion because again it is literally shrinking our realm mm-hmm. and the truth of our realm. It's amazing. It God, it's amazing the humiliation these people put out right in front of our eyes, and we consume it from the time that we're children. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, easy to get the kids. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's just children, just children's books. Doctor Seuss shouldn't be canceled because he uh, drew a Japanese person in a racist way. The guy shouldn't be viewed because he was a Jew. Wasn't there a Berenstein's Bears book where there were like pandas moving across the street and the dad was pissed off? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Baron's and there's and the new neighbors or something. Yeah. Dad is is sitting there looking so suspicious like at these fuming. Pandas. Now hang on, I'm not, now I'm not sure that that's even a real Jack. Look that up to make sure that's not just a meme. Oh please, if that's I hope that's not Mandela because I remember We're not Mandela or just a meme. Like somebody oh. made a meme about it. Like you know. Um. All right. All right. All it's right. also the panda eyes thing. As far as you know, these. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to talk about the panda eyes right now. Hmm. We're not doing that tonight. Oh. Well, the, oh, yeah. the lyric to one of her most popular songs right now is, I want to love you like I love some baby. Who, what? Who's most popular? Who? Who? Lady Gaga. Lady, oh, Lady Gaga. I, I like knew that. it! <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And she's done the Panda Eyes meme several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, mm-hmm. wants to, she, she wants to do whatever she does to a baby to you. Wow. Give you Panda Eyes. Right. She... All right, okay, all right, not the right, subject right, of the show. Right, it's pissing right. me off. <sighs> all right, well, um, we all demon. hate this, don't we? The 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 uh, that Bernstein 
Bears book? Yeah, no, that's that's not a meme. That's a real thing. It's okay. called New Neighbors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on. New Neighbors. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. That's what I'm here for. Right on. All right, so... (laughs) Oh, thank you, Dogbot, and thank you, Jack. (laughs) So, we are gonna... Do you want to just go ahead and roll with the the clip right now? We'll do that? Oh, yeah. Might as as well. Might as well. Let's roll with this. So, that's all the other miscellaneous stuff for the show. We're gonna have content now. Uh... Somebody posted this in our Telegram chat, and we all were like, "Whoa!" Somebody was it? Was it Skull posted it first, or did you post it first? No, it it was a listener. No, um, did I? It was. Did I forget the name of the listener? Am I like not giving them a shout out? Uh, no, it was no, it was a random listener. I I oh. can't remember his name. Okay, either. All right, well, relax, so. relax. I didn't um, know what the somebody meant, you know. Yeah, I was like, just you, you made it sound like you made it sound like we were li- leaving out. So yeah, you made it sound like like you know, I like, know, like like you no, posted. It. I was like somebody? not giving you any fucking look, dude. Your clout coin. No, is whoever safe. did You're... post this, uh, they I don't think they're in our chat room, but they are subscribed to our Telegram channel. Okay, what's the name of the cha- YouTube channel that this uh, clip comes off? So of? this come. I was getting to that. Uh, it comes from a channel called Founded Earth Brothers, F-E-B. Uh, and he's the very, so their little show thing says, there's a lot of speculations as to what they're doing in Antarctica beyond simply hiding access to the best proof of creation. So I want to share this short comment. Oh, this is for the video. Okay, yeah. So this is about Antarctica and a letter, excuse me, not a letter, but a post that. Uh, a former military member made and he's going to read it and we're going to talk about it because it talks about Antarctica and some really neat stuff going on down there. All right. Yeah. It has to do specifically with, Oh, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it has to do specifically with the, uh, the basis of the firmament of this world, the ice wall as well. So, but sorry, you didn't say you were playing it at what? the moment. Didn't do the countdown thing. Oh, it sounded like a setup. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play the video now. We can we can cut that if you want to. No, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> okay. Now here. Yep. Yep. Oh, one, two, three. And okay. Apparently, the original sharer of this comment was a channel called Yup Yup One Two Three. I don't even know if that's a thing. Jack, look that one up too. Yup, yup, one, two, three. If that's still a chance. Jack, I, I never got my iced tea partner picture. Oh, God. All right, all right, all right. You guys text. I'm going to play the clip. And they said, I found this on Facebook, and I think it's worth sharing with you all. I kept the original post's layout untouched to keep its originality. So um, they've broken it up. You'll see what I'm talking about or what they're talking about here in just a second. And the story, I will scroll to it, starts right here. And this person reached out on one of those Truther Facebook pages. There's lots of them where they were talking about the firmament. And they had a military background. And they said, 
I've never really believed in Jesus or done the whole church thing, but I think I've seen the stuff you guys are talking about here. I just didn't know what it was at the time. This person was in the army from 1997 to 2000, and they said, I was sent to McMurdo Station in Antarctica. I was a helicopter mechanic and a crew chief, and they had volunteer tours open for guys to go there and work on the helicopters there. When they asked for volunteers, sorry, there's some typos here. I'll try to read it and say what I believe they were trying to say, but it says, um, when they asked for volunteers, a bunch of us applied, but only me and one other guy got accepted. The application process had a bunch of questionnaires that we had to fill out, and we had to sit for a bunch of one-on-one -on -one interviews. It was mostly just a bunch of questions about what our interests and beliefs were. You guys think that's funny that they were um, asking them what their beliefs were before they sent them to Antarctica? Oh, totally. I think they were trying to figure out, all right, what what do you think about you know, the nature of the universe? It, in the way that they would ask, of course, what's your religion? All this at the most basic level. So, yeah, if somebody who already mm -hmm. believes in the ice wall and the firmament exists, they're not going to send them there. They're right. going to send somebody like this guy. But it's also consistent with stuff that Cooper says in Behold a Pale Horse about uh, questioning uh, questioning guys in naval intelligence and stuff like that about their beliefs before having them work on certain projects. Yes. God, I love that book. Didn't you post a uh, an audiobook version? Yes, there's an audiobook version. We are all going to listen to it, and we are going to do the Paranormies talk about Bill Cooper one of these days. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice post. That'll be fun. There are a lot of things, uh, yeah, real quick about that book, there are a lot of things that I think are consistent with stuff that I feel about how, what what is going on with the world, and then there are a lot of things I do not think are happening mm -hmm. that are mentioned in that book. So, but yeah. we, we'll talk about that another time. Yes. All right. Back to the clip. It's weird that they would ask about their beliefs. Hmm. I was sent to McMurdo Research Station in August of 1998. When we weren't busy de-icing the aircraft and working on them, we had time to hang out with the scientists at the research station. The military unit attached to McMurdo was small, and we didn't have our own separate facilities. We didn't have a PX or a media center. There was no chapel or chaplain, and we didn't have our own separate mailroom. We just had to share the same facilities with the scientists and researchers, so over time I got to be friends with a few of them, they had two different kinds of ice they worked on and studied. This is where it gets interesting. One kind of ice was the normal kind that we've all seen. They took cores of it out of boreholes in the ground. Just like normal ice, it was mostly clear and sometimes white, and it would melt into liquid water if it got warm. The whole area of Antarctica is covered in this kind of ice. But that wasn't their main kind of ice. The only time I ever saw them actually studying normal ice was when a film crew from National Geographic came by. The rest of the time, <laughs> which was most of the time, the scientists were studying something they called sky ice. This stuff was totally different. We were never allowed to go into the laboratory areas of the station because the labs had to be kept super clean 
and they said it would mess up their work if they risked letting too many people in the lab. But one time, one of the researchers that I was friends with showed me a piece of sky ice. You couldn't touch the stuff with your bare hands because it was so cold. And it wasn't clear or white like normal ice. It was solid blue. He said that's why they call it sky ice. Because it was the exact same color as the sky. We had to wear our thick heavy going outside gloves to handle it. The stuff was so cold it would instantly freeze your skin if you touched it. I don't remember what the temperature he said it was, but it was something like hundreds of degrees below zero, way colder than the normal ice that was outside. He had to carry it in a metal bottle that was kind of like a thermos. He let me play with the piece of it for a while. It felt lighter than a piece of normal ice of the same size, like it wasn't very heavy at all. It almost felt like you could throw it up in the air and it would just float back down, but I didn't try that. And it was also a little flexible when I tried to bend it. It didn't break like normal ice would. And even for a small piece, you could see through it. It was solid blue right from the surface. And here's the really weird part. It didn't melt into water. When it got warm, because we had it inside, it just started to shrink. It got smaller and smaller, but my glove never got wet. And there was no water on the floor. The stuff just turned into thin air when it got warm and vaporized. He said that was the reason why they had to study the stuff right there in Antarctica. You couldn't take the sky ice back to America to study it because it was almost impossible to keep it cold enough during transit. And then they, they shared a verse right here. Where it's okay, so that's what they're doing in Antarctica, supposedly, is they're studying the sky ice. Right. Um so normal ice or what we call normal ice is not their primary study. It's not their primary focus. Well, that's what they tell you. It is when you see, whenever you see, um, you know, the documentaries or whatever, they're always getting ice cores. Uh, the movie, um, what was the day after tomorrow? Right. The Dennis Quaid, um, disaster fantasy movie where they, that's what they were doing. They were getting ice cores. Right. And then they all, like right, there's thing. that, and Alien versus Predator is one that comes up right. just in right. my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, they get the ice cores, and they go down to you know the ancient ziggurat inside the normal mm -hmm. ice, mm -hmm. but with the sky ice, and 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 this guy in the video is going to talk about later how uh, this sky ice is very. There are large quantities of it and they bored holes into large quantities of this sky ice mm -hmm. before five, mm -hmm. 10 miles. And they did this years and years and years ago. And after five, 10 years, this hole completely regenerated. Yeah. So this ice clearly is not just frozen water. No, it's, it's, it's like, well, in the comments, um, I read, it was in the BitChute comments. This is the, the YouTube that I've got up right now. But in the BitChute comments, somebody was talking about, oh, yeah, it's just frozen oxygen. Well, that doesn't really make any sense. I mean, okay, so if it's frozen oxygen, why isn't all the air around it frozen? And, like, how do you, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, the fact that this thing, I mean, it's 
it's not just frozen oxygen, but it is mostly frozen oxygen, I would say, just given the fact that it shrinks straight into mm-hmm. a gas from a right, solid. Right, it just disappears, right? Well, we, so it just Well, we don't know what it's made out of. It's not like it's not like they've come forward and said this this stuff is real and then right. uh, given us the uh, the elemental properties of it. No, it, sure. it, it have very, no idea. It very well, it very may well just be like turn into ether or orgone or something like that. I mean, we have no idea what this is evaporating into because uh, it's not like it's not like he describes there being a steam mm-hmm. or anything coming mm-hmm. off of it. So even right. though it's going, even though it's decreasing in size it's it's not presenting anything else as it's decreasing in size and it it, it, it even to the point where his hands not wet right so right. It's like, obviously just evaporating yeah but like it, even with evaporation you you would at least sometimes some you see a visual, a visual distortion mm-hmm. yes and uh Oh, thank you, Jack. Uh, Jack just posted in our chat that oxygen freezes at negative 362 degrees Fahrenheit. So, which is in line with what this guy is talking about with this material. That it's so damn cold as a solid that you have to have specialized material to handle it. So when it sure. goes above at least 362 degrees Fahrenheit, that's when it starts getting into this uh, this negative situation of, of changing from a solid to gaseous form. And Dalbot, you're right; it doesn't um, it doesn't leave behind any any evidence. So what no, what do just, we have here? Is this gets oxygen smaller and smaller or is it and something it else? That we're not told. I think I think that it might be something else, but I don't know. Yeah, and we'll read later as well after this video. Um, Johnny, you were kind of excited to read the video or read the the comments on. Let's see, what was it talking about? The pillars of the earth, or no? It was the comments on the firmament that NASA had actually admitted that they could not pass through the firmament and mention this material, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're, well, they're talking about glass in the sky in that one. Right, this could be actual celestial glass. Right, it could be celestial glass. and But if it were celestial glass, I don't know that they would would call it sky ice as well. You know what I mean? Maybe. It's possible, but but we listen to the rest of the video. Yeah, let's check out some more of this video. Where are we at? Okay, so they're gonna do the Bible verse and okay. Says, and above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness, as the appearance of a man, above upon it. And then we continue off where it says it would always vaporize into air and you'd have nothing left when you got back to the U.S., he said. Russian scientists had discovered the same problem when they tried to take the ice back to Russia. So that was why they, ha- they all had research stations in Antarctica. After maybe 15 minutes of handling the piece of sky ice, it was almost completely gone. 
just like just a tiny little bit was left and my glove was dry the whole time. I'd never seen anything like it before or since and that's unusual because I've always had an interest in scientific things. I think that's even why I got selected to go to Antarctica because a big part of the interview was about science and what I believed about things. So I really thought it was cool to see something I'd never heard of before. The whole time I was at McMurdo, I heard, of, I heard people talking about the wall, like that was a special place. It's pretty common to find ice walls and ice cliffs all over Antarctica. The whole place is ice, but it's all just normal, white, or clear ice. So I asked my friend where they get the sky ice from, and he said it comes from the wall. I don't remember exactly <laughs> how he described it, but apparently... Apparently, there's a huge wall of sky ice in Antarctica. He said it was hundreds of miles inland from the coast. I never got to see it myself because I was only, and then I'm going to skip forward, stationed to McMurdo. I didn't get to go out on expeditions. He said it was the biggest natural structure in the world. So they're talking about they get the sky ice from the wall. So... If the if Antarctica is the ice wall, then the wall would then be the dome. At least the basis of the dome. I posted a video for a, or a, a screenshot I took from watching a David Weiss video this morning. Um, did you see it? Which which screenshot is it? Is it in this Skype chat? Was, do, 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 do. No, not necessarily. There it is. Is it in Telegram or is it in Skype chat? Yeah, it's in Telegram. Oh, I got it um, in Telegram. Hang on. I'm copying it over. Do, do, do. Yeah, he was saying... There it is. He was saying... It, oh, that this one, yeah. Is, this could be how this realm actually looks. Sure. So Antarctica could be the, the highest elevation continent on this planet for good reason the fact that it's a giant ass ice wall right and the rest of what is considered earth is on the inside of a uh it would be a sea inside of another country basically right well i've talked about on the interview with david weiss asked him and talked about on the show before the idea that yggdrasil in the Norse pantheon could be something more real, something mm -hmm. literal mm -hmm. that there are realms spread out in the Yggdrasil pattern. And just that we, we are one realm. We're just separated, right? We're just separated by the ice wall and outside the ice wall, there's more continents and more seas. And then there's another wall beyond that. And then there's more stuff beyond right. that. And then beyond that is like, Maybe the firmament. Who knows? I don't see that puts the could put the location of the base of the firmament in like three or four different places. I know <laughs> that's the annoying thing. Right. But as we're talking about the firmament itself, mm -hmm. uh, the firmament and the pillars of this earth, uh, we we don't know what could egg what could exist outside of the firmament. There could be other, there could be planets, actual planets, other realms that are globes. I mean, we don't I know. I doubt it, but you know. 
Yeah, I'm I I doubt it 100. percent Uh, but but there could be. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Them. Who knows? Right. There's there are principalities. We can't discount them. But there, you know, there are principalities which you know um, leads you to believe that there are places for other things to live. You know, right outside. So there's that. But I, but I do think the Yggdrasil model is very likely. So we're looking at a a Christian Christian Yggdrasil, basically. Mm, mm. So so there's a Midgard serpent. That Midgard serpent is Leviathan. That Midgard serpent is mentioned in the Bible many times. There you go. It is the first quote divine rebel. Yes. Jormungandr in Norse mythology is Rahab, is Leviathan, is um is the the the, the embodiment of chaos. Oh my <laughs> god, I was just reading about this this morning. <laughs> but yes. All right. Norse mythology is more true than we think. Back to the firmament video though. Well yeah, but we're at like we're right up on the hour. Uh, do we want to watch the rest of it now? Do we want to do that? Do you just want to listen to some more of it now, or do we want to take a break? What do you guys want to do? Let's take a break. All right, because we got about six more minutes of video. Did Did you want me to pick a break song? No, I got another. Uh, well, we did Hallandir on on the midweek show. I had another in the email. Hold on, let me look this up because. I... Uh, do we have one of our based? Uh base British guys that sent in base black metal or I don't know that we got base black metal We were we supposed to uh, I was hoping we did alright let me look in the email we do have we do have some music for you this week anyway uh, we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna listen to the music and then we're gonna after the music we're gonna watch the rest of that or listen to the rest of that uh, video so we'll be back
Imagine that. He said that in the 1960s, the U.S. Army had a plan to bore a tunnel into the wall, but they didn't have a boring machine that could handle the super cold temperatures, so they had a whole testing project in Greenland where they developed ice tunnels and intended, or sorry, and invented new boring machines that could operate in super cold temperatures. So this was back when they were going into... Now, in Greenland, which is where they film all the Mars stuff. Interesting. Right, Greenland and the northern island chain in Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. To forming NASA and all the other things that were kind of strange, the Antarctic Treaty, around that time, pretty close to it. And he says, like they did this whole big thing in Greenland for just practice. So it was like they were practicing to bore into the sky ice. I'm not an expert on that, but that's just what he told me. Then, once they had the new boring machine figured out, they brought it to the ice wall, or to the wall in Antarctica. He said that the machine bored a tunnel I don't remember exactly, it was like 5 or 10 miles into the wall, but that they never broke through the other side of the wall, and that they still don't know how thick the wall is, even to this day. And I'm probably not remembering this part correctly, but I think he said that at first, the floor of the tunnel was solid rock, but after a mile or two in, the floor was sky ice, like it was sky ice underneath after a certain point. Or something like that. And apparently the wall slowly builds itself back up. So it slowly builds itself back up after you cut it. Now, during this during this video, uh, there's screenshots of government documents where they talk about the firmament. Uh, I think we should pull those out. Hey, Jack, there's one right at nine minutes in this clip. Um just grab that one and then the one right before it. I think those are the only two government ones. Yeah. Grab those two. And then, um, a screenshot of at eight minutes in 40 seconds, that map. And that's the, let's grab those for the, for the rest of this. This is actually pretty interesting. All right, let's get back to the video. But yeah, they have the government, they have the government documents that talk about it. Like we, uh, posted, we posted in our chat the links to the government documents that talk about the uh, assuming a flat stationary Earth. All the, the different military, NASA, uh, Air Force, you know, calculations based on a flat, motionless Earth. So more government documents that kind of corroborate our side of the story. Because after a year or so, the tunnel had shrunk smaller all by itself like a self-healing wound. It starts closing up. They had to leave the boring machine inside the wall because the tunnel shrunk too small to get it back out. And after a few decades, the tunnel was completely gone. Like the part of the wall was solid again. He said that now the scientists were trying to use technology to figure out how thick the wall is. He said something about putting earthquake sensors all along the wall and that somehow you could measure the signal from an earthquake to see how thick the wall is. But th- but he kind of lost me at the- on that part. I never really thought about any of that after I left. It was really weird stuff, but I didn't think it was a big deal at the time. But then a few weeks ago, I saw a map of the wall in Antarctica, except the map was all flat and crazy looking, and it showed the wall going all the way up 
over the whole earth. So since then, I've been trying to learn more about the sky ice that I saw and the wall that I heard about, but I can't find anything at all. So now I'm really wondering if there could be a connection here. And that's how I found this group. So I hope that maybe some part of my experience will help someone figure something out. Well, thankful to that person. All right. So that was the letter of the, or the, excuse me, the post from the military, former military helicopter technician that was stationed in Antarctica. Um, Jack, there's another one at 1020. Grab that too. We'll just throw those in like a mega file. Um, what do you guys think of that? Um, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Can I mean, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, it oh, okay. does seem like. What do you think? What do you think? So, basically, I've always thought it was weird watching rocket launches mm-hmm. where they don't keep going up, they keep curving. Right. And I'm like, where, where are they? I, so, as a kid, I was like, where are they going? Well, they're going into space. Wouldn't that be just up? <laughs> right. Well, no. You see, you see, they gotta, they gotta go, to go up. They gotta go at an angle to break free of the Earth's gravity and the spinning motion and the uh, Coriolis and yeah, but that, inertia but wouldn't, and. But wouldn't you want the least amount of the least amount of mass? pointing in a particular in a downward direction if you're go if you're am i am i thinking about that correctly you know right. if, you're, if you've got more of your side showing aren't you it, what you know isn't that's not going up it, it, as much they're yeah. not going down right right they're well, not going up they're well, going over right well what you've got is you've got these rockets that take off in uh like a parabolic sort of a pattern it looks like it's, they're it's like an arc you know like the St. Yes, Louis Arch. But, yeah. Yeah. but it's kind of like people are going over the horizon. If people think they're going over the horizon, but they hit them up with a telescope, mm. they can see them. It's sure. not going over the horizon. Right. But same thing with the with the rockets taking off, you know, missiles, rockets, um, space shuttles, all this stuff. The moon, la- the moon launch, you know, uh, SpaceX, everybody oh, these- takes off. And the same sort of uh, same sort of uh, angle, you know. They these things they they talk about how they're what four hundred thousand pounds, mm-hmm. yet they just fall down after they're they're what detracted from these shuttles. They're four hundred thousand pounds. They're mm-hmm. detracted from these shuttles. They just fall down. Don't worry about it. Right, yeah, they just dropped a forty thousand pound tube, or forty thousand. You're right. Yeah, yeah forty thousand pound metal tube out of the air, just dropping it down, and you know, hoping the Earth doesn't spin. We calculated the spin of the Earth so that this thing doesn't land on somebody's house, you know, or it, some, a softball game. Yeah, this isn't necessarily a side note, but you know, one thing I I thought was just kind of stunning. Hmm. How many of the 
Challenger astronauts have twins. Oh no! Don't <laughs> I know? I know. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a space shuttle. Oh my God. Episode with the Challenger. The Challenger is probably the seven hi- died right. Seven uh, died, right? Yeah, I believe it was eight altogether, and seven died. And and like four of them had twins. No, yes. seven, yeah, they all died, and uh, that's that's astronomically odd. Astronomically odd for that many astronauts. It's impossible. To die, yeah, or to be. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not impossible if they were from that one part of Argentina. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Where they all the, have, ooh, from the movie The, the Boys from Brazil. Nice. Right. That's the uh, the Hollywood version of that is boys from the boys from Brazil. They're taught that's the, uh, the twins. I thought you were about no. Boys I thought you were about to say yeah. I thought you were about to say boys to men. No, the boys from Brazil <laughs> was the was the twins experiments. It's the Hollywood. Anyways, why would I say? Is that from the movie? Hollywood. It's so hard. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Why would why would I say boys to men? That's a horrible <laughs> reference. It just sounds like like your the pause of what you were saying. It sounded like you're about to say boys to men. Yeah, no, it did. It did. Even all bits of that. What are you talking about? Anyways, um, oh, good yeah. So the chances of of uh, that many people in one group having twins or being twins. It's pretty crazy math, but you know that's just that's one of the copes. Though that's just what NASA does. They only hire people with twins because that way, I don't know what their cope is, but I think that's one of those things that they say. I think that is. I might not even be right about that. I might have just made that up. But that reminds me of that that old uh, what people say Christians say. It's like you know they have to have. Uh, if there's a Christian pilot, they have to have a non-Christian pilot in case the rapture occurs. Shut up. Only in Jesus land. Right. The American Taliban are in their Trump caravans. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. You've never heard that, dude? Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Never. Like, I've I've grown up with the, the rapture the rapture theology yeah but never that oh really? god oh no pilots uh, yeah airlines have to do that just in case the rapture is true what <laughs> just in case they disappear right in the middle <laughs> right piloting. right do who's gonna plane? fly the plane who's gonna <laughs> well nobody like they do now because really nobody actually flies the plane they're pretty much autopiloted um but planes don't exist no planes exist they don't they don't then you know they don't they don't account for uh, eight inches over a mile drop in you know curvature. They fly flat, I, if not a little bit up. But that's like a whole other topic. But um, I have what? I have I have like an amends to make to this one guy I used to work with. He was like a hardcore evangelical guy, and he would just like he would wholly roll on me hard because I told him I was raised Catholic, and I. I I got really sick of hearing him one day, and I said, "Man, I really hope the rapture happens the way that you have it. You have it in your head; it's going to happen. And I hope it happens soon, just so you'll fucking go away." <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so if I if I ever see that guy again, like I, I 
I, I'm probably I'll probably make an amends to him. But you know, just to say, like I think when I, every time I think about the rapture, I think about that comment because just sitting there mm-hmm. leaning against the counter, hearing him go on and on and on, and I just that just came out of my mouth one day. It's just. Were Damn. you an angsty teen Sorry. at the time, or were you like like early twenties? How old were you? Uh, mid twenties. Mid twenties. That makes sense. All right. Um. So back to the firmament and all these uh, rocket launches and stuff. So the rockets can't actually escape the dome. Is pretty much the whole point of why why they shoot at an angle. Um, did we do the thing? Remember that that debunked video where the rocket is spinning, 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 spinning. Then all of a sudden you hear the noise and it stops spinning. You guys remember that? Uh, well, are, you mean the rocket that goes straight up and then it hits the firm and it stops and then right. it falls? Right. That's yes. the, well. That's the one. Right. It doesn't. Well, according to the guy that shot the rocket himself. It was uh, uh, I think the guy was from Texas, actually. Him and his kids and some people Oof. put together this launch. Um, what they ended up saying is that it didn't hit the firmament. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, they had, in order to get it to fly the way it did, it had to spin a certain amount of times per minute. And then when it got to a certain altitude, this chain or cord or something would start winding up to this d-ring and the sound that you hear is the sound of the chain and the d-ring being pulled tight and it stops it from spinning the rocket is still accelerating it's just not spinning is this that is the from the guy who actually launched it that's what he says i watched that video many many times before i heard the guy's explanation and i was always under the impression that yeah it hit the firmament and it stopped because it sounds like that's what it sounds like Sounds like it hits glass and it stops spinning, but just a tiny bit, right? And uh, But the propellant right. is still going. So the theory was that it hit the firmament. It wasn't going any further, but it was just kind of spinning in place a tiny bit until like all the, uh, you know, ran out of gas. But I don't know. The guy who launched it said that's not what happened. So they got to him. That's yeah. That's kind of. I was waiting for somebody to say that, but yeah, I kind of. I mean, I, I, I. That's the implication, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm list. I'm like, I listened to the guy explain the physics part of it. He's like, well, yeah, there's a there's a chain and a D ring, and once it spins a certain amount of times, it's wound up, and that's just the sound of it pulling it tight. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, my initial thought is these guys got to him. But also, now 100%. That, right, but how high was that thing and it had a uh, had a camera on it and you know, it took the video or whatever. According to one of the things you posted Reinhardt, the where is it? The The only one I don't have up. Why is that? The one about the the glass in the sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that one, the, I had it open, and it's not anymore. There it is. There is yep, glass in the open. sky. Yeah. So the 
the thing is, is that uh, well, their point is, is that nobody can go up higher than a hundred kilometers, but the space shuttle does. And according to this guy, the space shuttle has um, special carbon nose and wingtips so that it can like cut the glass in the sky. Right. Supposedly. Right. So cut this glass, the celestial glass. I don't believe it's true. Right. I don't think so. I don't Um, know. Uh, Yeah. The nose cone and the front edges of the wings of the space shuttle are made of reinforced carbon carbon. Not used anywhere else in the vehicle. But they're also modeled after, modeled after, um, what is it? The dictator. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. We're talking about space shuttle, not SpaceX. So the the reason is, oh, here's one of the questions is, why are the nose cone and wing edges super strengthened since there is nothing up there but a few atoms of gas? That is, right? I mean, the further out you go, the less atmosphere there is, is the theory, correct? I mean, that's what I was right. thought. So. Right, but at the same time, the further out you go, the more the hem- the heavenly realm takes over. That's the entire thing, is the firmament is the heavenly realm. Mm. So, well, okay, whatever, whatever the firmament is, it is the heavenly realm. It's whatever, whatever material it's made of mm. is heavenly. It's beyond us, or it's beyond what the what the Jews, what all of these controllers want us to know. That's the thing is it's, it's a material beyond whatever the controllers want us to know. Hmm. And that ties in with John Levi as well. These reset controllers don't want us to know about this. So, Hmm. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do a show about this is it ties in with the Genesis six narrative and the reset narrative of John Levi. Well, wait a second. How does it? Okay. So, so the firmament, how does the firmament play into the resets? It's part of the fundamental reality of our world. That's the entire purpose. Mm. It's 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 telling us a lie about the reality of our world, so we don't know the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. That's the entire thing. Is good lord, we just we we don't know the nature of reality itself. So telling us we live on. A globe as opposed to you know the the uh biblical cosmological model hmm. that's a huge thing isn't it i mean that's right. that's a massive freaking thing oh yeah because that's you know the big well that isn't that kind of like the big theory though right all right. 
it is it is quote the thing. Yeah, it is the thing. All right, well we're man, we we got off in the weeds there for a second. Uh, what were we talking? We were talking about the space shuttle launching and um and it and it not actually going out. No, no, wait a second. According to this guy, and this guy says that the uh, the reason why the space shuttle has those things and uh, the reinforced carbon and why also ballistic missiles also have this sort of reinforced carbon on its nose cone is that these things actually do penetrate the glass and get out. Interesting. That is very interesting. Um, hmm. And that's the way it gets back in because they do the... Uh, the skip reentry, you know, they always talk about how if if the uh, if whatever it is, whether it's the lunar reentry module or the space shuttle, they have to hit the atmosphere at just the right angle, and it sort of skips across the atmosphere like a stone before it but actually. But it's amazing that the right velocity none of to this ever penetrated the firmament, as NASA admits. Hold on, what? As NASA admits, what? They never penetrated the firmament. They never penetrated the atmosphere or the firmament. Uh, this is in our Skype chat. Posted by Jack. Ah. Oh yeah, these are yeah, these are those na- those those clips from the show, or from the show mm-hmm. from the clip. Yeah. Um. You know, measuring the brightness of the firmament. I didn't know what you were talking about there for a second. Yeah. But, well, this guy thinks that the space shuttle actually penetrates the glass, right? He says, supposedly, there's nothing up there for the shuttle to skip against. Unless, of course, there's glass in the sky. If the reentry angle is too steep, it could cause too much stress on the brittle heat-resistant ceramic tiles, possibly breaking a few of them, which would be fatal. Um, apparently. Yeah, there we go. So, uh the underbelly of the space shuttle has to reach 1,650 degrees Celsius to melt the glass so it can fall through and re-enter. So apparently on the way up, it is like cutting a hole. That's why that's why the shuttle turns over. You know, you ever, you ever watch it though? Like when it takes off and right before it does its little parabolic little curve there, you'll always see it go up and it'll turn belly up. Right. So according to this guy, it's using those reinforced carbon things to penetrate the glass, which apparently is the uh, the firmament, which is at about a hundred kilometers. So, which is called the Kármán line, uh, which is commonly used to define the boundary between the Earth's atmosphere and outer space. So, I guess the Kármán line would be, or the Kármán. I don't know. It's there's there's two little accents over the A's. Um, so. Yeah, the booster rockets have to jettison before 100 kilometers up because, you know, they can't go through the glass. But apparently, when the shuttle... Yeah, only the shuttle itself and intercontinental missiles can do so as they are the only ones with reinforced carbon nose cones and front wing edges. Like, all these commercial, quote, space flights are going to supposedly just go up about... um, 80 kilometers or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe any of this stuff. So, but none, 
none of them can breach the firmament. Right, but what this guy is saying is that the uh, the uh, the space shuttle does, I guess, or did. I don't believe that. Hmm. That's where like this this guy's no. yes. It's, well, there you go. Um, but. Yeah, and they also talk about the magic 100-kilometer figure uh, crops up an awful lot when looking at space. Here's one. The thermosphere is uh, the altitude where the temperature of space starts to take off from negative 50 to 200 degrees Celsius within a mere 10 kilometers. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm, and then 500 to 1,500 Celsius, degrees Celsius within another 40 kilometers. Yep, right at 100 kilometers. So the thermosphere is like where all the heat is, right? Well, if I mean, how is that possible if there's supposed to be like a gradual decrease in air density? There should be really no abrupt change in uh, in temperature. But right, I don't know. There has to be something uh, up there at a hundred kilometers, right? You know to absorb the infrared rays of the sun or to block whatever. I mean, if that's the case, this guy is, I don't know. This guy is saying that the sun might be outside the dome. Hmm. It isn't. No, the sun and, and the moon are inside the dome. Supposed to, well, right. Yeah. Well, if it is, it but could they're not be far. Saturn. Right. What's that? Reinhardt? It could be Saturn, mm. Satan, mm. Lucifer, the devil, all of this. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, this guy is doing, <laughs> this guy is doing like, I don't know. He's he's doing like space is real, but also it's not. <laughs> right. Oh, he has a section called Atmospheric Elves. Okay. So, space so, elves. So above the altitude of be... thunder and lightning storm is another observed atmospheric phenomena called TLE, transient luminous event, believed to be electrically induced forms of plasma. Sprites and blue jets are nice and long events between 40 and 80 kilometers up. However, as soon as we hit 100 kilometers, the plasma is shaped as a 40-kilometer-wide flat halo. What could be up there to cause the plasma discharge to flatten itself into a wide halo and dissipate in one millisecond? Well, something solid and also transparent. Hmm. Oh, elves are... El- they're, it's okay, so sprites and elves are things that they're calling this. They're plasma discharges that hit the glass at uh, 100 kilometers and up. So. Well, that, but that was... Spur- that was something I wanted to bring up was uh, a, a thing I see often on the flat earth community's YouTube videos is the comparison with a geyser upside down with what goes on with the sprites in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the clouds, the lightning, the lightning sprites. Right. So, but, it, but it's not necessarily proof of anything. It's just there's a very there's very much a similarity in mm-hmm. how nature responds to uh, such a moment. Right, some kind of a but gas these- bubble or something, you know, and uh, and that they're saying that the sprites could be some sort of a um, something bubbling in from above the firmament. Right, like the root system of a tree uh, is is like our vascular system. Right. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. 
or they could be uh, what's called Storkion or Earth Spirits. Now, there's numerous evidence through Jesse Zobatar and several other uh, YouTube channels and other... Um, God, am I trying to think of? Uh, no, other resources that these spirits, we, we'd call them earth spirits, jinn, or even fey, that they exist. So they could be good or bad. They could be, uh, faithful or rebellious. So who knows how these beings exist, but there is evidence to show that these beings exist in a helpful pattern and unhelpful. Hmm. Um, so are, are we saying that the electrical phenomenon in the clouds that hit the firmament, firmament known as sprites those are beings? They could be. That's what, now, they, that's I've, what I've, Reinhardt's I've, saying, yeah, I think. Okay, so... It's, we've it's also, very possible they could be. You've also heard of, like, the jellyfish in the sky, that kind of stuff, right? Right. Is this a, is this a same sort of phenomenon, or, you know... Mm, there was the one that was seen over China that was, like, a giant... Like a like a giant jellyfish sort of thing that right. had like an energy like an energy property to it. Hmm. Yeah. Right, it's kind of like that um, that weird. What is the Netflix show uh, Stranger Things, where it does the the giant you know um, giant squid thing in the mall? Okay, yeah, Same I, I thing. mean. Um, is that what you're talking about? No, it's like thousands of people saw this thing. It was either in really? the Soviet Union or it was or it was in China, but hmm. like thousands of people saw this thing and it it lasted for about 17 18 minutes and hmm. uh yeah. Jellyfish and, and, in the sky. And yeah. But it well the only thing it could be compared to is a is a jellyfish. Okay. So like and, and these sorts of things have been seen moving around in the clouds and stuff with some people who've been on planes before. Yeah, huh. they they see they see what look like life forms of subsisting inside clouds. Hmm. Did I bring up an entirely different thing? I'm sorry. We could talk straight up about pillars of the earth. I I, I didn't have I didn't have the jellyfish in the sky stuff pre- uh, prepared. Oh but, no. No, yeah, you're this fine. Is, it is a it is a it is a phenomenon that people are noticing in different parts of the world. <clears throat> no, it's it's definitely a big deal. Space jellyfish. Well, not space, atmospheric. No, right. They're not interdimensional, but um, I would say atmospheric God, jellyfish. Okay. Uh, yeah, atmospheric or. Yeah. I've seen these. They might be. I know. Now, there's the picture of the Chinese one. I see it. It looks like it literally looks like a man of war uh, jellyfish, right? 
Yeah. Right. Have you ever have, have any of y'all ever gotten tangled up with a uh, a man of war or a uh, actual jellyfish I off have, the shores of the United States? I have. I have as a kid. Yeah, we we used to go yes. swimming all the time and in the ocean, and I've been stung several times. Uh, not not too bad. Like the jellyfish they have in the, the Northeast aren't horrible. Um, but I've heard no, I've heard stories about man of wars. Yeah, between uh, sailing with uh, relatives of mine in Galveston when we would hang out on the beach, uh, there'd be a lot of washed up jellyfish onto the shore. And we would like to do, me and two of my buddies, we used to like to do this thing where we would line them up uh, like landmines strategically across the shore for romantic couples. And we would put just enough sand over them to see if they would walk barefoot into them. Ah, dude. (laughs) I probably have an amends to make to at least three couples, but one oh, of them was yeah. race mixing, so I probably wouldn't do that. Okay, uh, we'll we'll allow that one. But the other two, man, that's just wrong. He no. might have been libertarian because she looked Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! She all right. Filipino. All right, all right. Um. So back to. The fact that those those uh, air jellyfish, those atmospheric jellyfish, could be some sort of a disturbance in the firmament, in as much as like a geyser is a disturb a disturbance in the earth. Yes, I, I mean they they show the side by side in slow motion a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. Uh, on on the on these different. No, it was pretty uh, convincing. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. What's hitting the top? You know, right? Like, what is it? Oh, it's just it's just dissipating into the magnetosphere or something. Like I, I don't know. Mm. And then like well, and then you think of the aurora borealis. It, it's sort of like uh, it, it's it, you know, and it does seem to be going up and over, kind of like the arcs of the rocket ships, right? Well, mm-hmm. and whatever's happening. We have to remember the prayer that's going on this Saturday, Sunday, from Pope Francis okay. at the Ziggurat of Ur, with, during which the meteor Apophis is supposed to pass by. Apophis, its numerological um, value is 33. Mm-hmm. So, all of this is happening as soon as Pope Francis is doing this. So, uh, what? what's the purpose? <laughs> I mean, all of this is happening at the same time. And the meteorite, it's not real. As well, we believe that well, of course, space is fake and gay. Well, yeah, there's always... Well, there's isn't there always, you know, another deadly meteor coming to get us um i like that right. i like well the comet you know there's gonna be a comet and it's gonna hit us and we're all gonna die or we're gonna pass through the tail of the comet and the tail of the comet so kill johnny everybody. if if angels are meteorites mm-hmm. what do you think about this if angels are stars and the stars are meteorites what do you think if the angels are stars and the stars are meteorites yeah I, okay, I 
Is is this a Coheed and Cambria song? I don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It, it, it sounds like it could be. Um, I mean, it could be definitely. Yeah. I the stars. Okay, I don't. I don't know where you're trying to go with that. If the stars, if the angels are stars and the stars are meteorites, then then what? I don't know what you're trying to say. Then angels killed the dinosaurs. Dun, dun, dun. Well, oh, no, the God. theory, okay, that uh, these meteors, well, that, that quote, killed the dinosaurs weren't real. They're just like uh, like gas bubbles that popped through the the top layer of the of this realm. Um, there's a, in, in that in that video, there's a couple of uh, shots of uh, different quote meteor or asteroid sites or whatever meteorites uh, on Earth, and they all look like. Kind of like um, they could have been some sort of a, you know, under the crust disturbance as opposed to something that crash landed. Because I saw the same to... ones and they could have been DWs as well. Mm. Uh, direct energy weapons. Yeah, there's that too because supposedly, you know, there's the ancient DWs too. Well, maybe not so ancient, but like back before this right. last reset. Um, maybe they had, maybe they had airships that you know had directed energy weapons or something i don't know um who knows but back to the firmament and the pillars okay so we talked a little bit about the firmament um now did we ever give did we do an actual definition of what the firmament is no we we should do that do yeah reinhardt give us the definition of the firmament now that we're like an hour and 40 minutes into the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Furman and as the Septuagint LLX says, quote, and God says there, let there be a Furman in the midst of the water and let it be a division between water and water. And it was so. So, this ferment, whatever it is, is a division between water and water. We can speculate, at least, that it is a dome made of elements that are related to oxygen, hydrogen, all these materials that make up water. Mm. It's literally water from water, right? Right. Well, that's the thing: is the firmament supposedly supposedly separates the waters above from the waters below. Um, right, and the waters and the above water... being the heavenly realm. Right. Right. What would be considered like outer space, I guess. Could or, be. Yeah. Or the other realm, the outer realm. Well, no, the outer realms could still be inside the dome. Inside the. It dome could of the be. Firmament. I mean, yeah. we we don't know what the hell exists right. outside that firmament. Right. Well, we won't we won't know because, you know, we can't float an airship out there. Right. Or an, you know, an ISS. Well, there's no ISS. Ooh. What the the ISS the space the space station? No, it doesn't exist. Right. There's no there's no space station. That's just dumb. Astronauts themselves don't exist. Yeah. And they just don't. Yeah, you're telling me that. Hold on, Reinhardt. You're telling me all these people are just pretending. They're just acting. 
Wow. Yes. Yeah, actually, they are. They're really bad at it, too. <laughs> They're really bad at it. That's it, It's like these guys aren't even like CW tier comedy, you know, sitcom actor level. You know, these guys are, they're bad. The Don Pettit guy, like that's the best they could do for the science guy. He's awful. Okay, one of the worst things for me as as an artist is actually looking at pictures of the globe now from mm. space mm-hmm. after having a after having some people critically talk about how they cr- can create it with graphic design and then the comparison side by side with some of the pictures of the globe from NASA official NASA pictures uh, I mean where else are we getting them from it's not like people are right yeah you know, there's a bunch of people out in space that are able to take pictures of it and the the land masses being always... completely different sizes mm-hmm. from one year to the next. Like if you look at the the picture from I think it's the picture from 2012 to 2013, uh, we got a whole lot bigger. We got huge. The uh, North America, we, we got we like gained like 50 percent land mass. Mm-hmm. There was one I and, saw. There was one I saw where it was basically like zoomed in on New Mexico, like New Mexico was like the entire Northern Hemisphere. Listen, I I was really, 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 really not wanting to agree with the flat Earth, biblical model Earth stuff. I was really resistant to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've been doing a lot of reflection on the matter, a little personal deconstruction, and it really goes back to a long, deep set amount of browbeating we get from a very early age that if you think the earth is flat, that means you are a retard. Mm-hmm. So, considering I was told by my family and friends uh, growing up how smart I was, the last thing I wanted to do is come off as a retard. So I never even considered that the NASA narrative of the Earth being a spinning ball in space moving at speeds, like insane speeds around a giant burning ball of gas, never even occurred to me that that was wrong. That could be wrong. Right. And I also had a lot of investment in loving science fiction novels and cartoons and movies growing up that had space stuff going on. Well, if space isn't real, then all you know, then all mm-hmm. that stuff, yeah, you know, like it, like does that taint like my enjoyment of some of that stuff from when I was younger? I don't know, not really. I don't really think about it that much, but just. I hate using the term earth shattering, maybe realm shattering. <laughs> some of these some of these things that we have to consider when looking at the some of the experiments that were done to prove the biblical model. Like the laser beam, I think it was like a laser beam across Lake Michigan. Yeah, there's and a couple of laser it, beam it ones. Reached, it reached uh, 16.4 miles mm-hmm. in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposed to What's 
was is the beam bending right because it's no, supposed it should to be, be curving right right it, that should be whatever energy weapon what okay so what about humpback whales humpback whales uh talk to each other over like 400 miles with echolocation mm-hmm. do the echoes? they, wouldn't be, they yeah. wouldn't be able to do that over the curvature right echo right because it would project upward into the air eventually and it would yeah right because if it goes it would dissipate line, right it would dissipate right it would just dissipate but no but they can send you know um very high pitched, high frequency sounds through the water, and it goes straight for four hundred miles to another so, whale. So, so now we're mm-hmm. at we're in a place where somebody out there's like, "Well, you don't understand how fucking lasers work. Well, you don't understand how echolocation works." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, may, you know, shit. I was fine with just agreeing with Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse in the song Third Planet that the universe is shaped exactly like the Earth, and if you go straight long enough, you end up where you were. Well, now I don't know if I keep going straight, if I'm just going to hit an ice wall or not. True. I don't like that. I liked I liked knowing I liked knowing for certain the <laughs> the nature of the place where. I live on a large scale and I don't know for certain any longer. So I don't know, uh, you know, does that make me a retard? I don't know. I don't think it's like, I it definitely don't well, think it's like to the some Looney people, Tunes cartoons. It's, it's not like the Looney Tunes cartoons where they show what people thought the world was like before Christopher Columbus, uh, the crypto Jew, uh, sailed across the ocean blue and, uh, and air quotes discovered the, uh, you know, North America, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they'd always show like water, you know, water running off like a waterfall, right? And, like uh, off the edge of like, a table. Oh, yeah. Oops! Oh no! Bleh! You know, it's not like that, right? It's not like that at all. But so you hit something. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> you hit something, you, and you, it might be sky some. ice, right? You'll hit something, that's for sure. No, it'll be the. It won't be sky ice. You'll hit the 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 ice wall. The sky ice is further out. I guess the wall is. Uh, he didn't say in that post how far the wall was where they were doing the uh, the experiments with the drilling into the sky ice, with the uh, the custom cold weather uh, coring machine that they had tested in Greenland. You know, in the same place where they do all those other weird. NASA experiments now in Greenland. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, they're always doing the same, you know, same sort of thing. I don't know. This, a lot of this has to be theater, I'm sure. Like in the video or in the video they said that uh the only time the guy had the helicopter technician guy, the only time he ever saw the scientist actually working with ice ice was when um when National Geographic showed up. So you know, and who 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 uh, does everybody get their information from as far as science, right? It'll be the National Geographic people. They'll do a documentary, put it on, you know, on Nat Geo, and it'll get carried on everything else. And uh, that's how everybody gets indoctrinated with what's going on down in Antarctica, right? Just tell them they're studying ice. Just tell them we're studying the ice. They'll believe it. So they're down there studying the ice with the longest treaty um, signed by the most countries ever that nobody's ever violated, even through the Cold War and through all kinds of other bad things. And, 
you know, bad, bad breakups, you know, the overthrowings of governments and regime changes. This, this treaty remains the same. Very interesting. Guys, right, supposedly no, there's no <laughs> no issue. <laughs> you can't go here. But no, nope, no reason. Right. Yeah, there's no reason you can't go down there. You know, we can't can't let you bother the penguins. Um, and I forgot what other reason. The there gay was. penguins. Right, the gay penguins. That's right, because these oh. emperor penguins actually do homosexual things. Somehow they, they managed to squeeze in butt stuff in Antarctica. <laughs> butt stuff in Antarctic penguins. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so did you read any of that stuff about like the Libyan glass that is supposedly like maybe from the firmament? Yeah, partially. Uh, so it's it's like they're it finding could it. Could be right. They found could this glass. Be fallen partial glacial. Mm. Rot what they're saying is like, um, okay, Saharan desert sand is seven percent aluminum and four point five percent iron oxide, and the sandstone on which the glass rests is even more varied in composition with fifteen percent iron oxide. What does that mean? Actually, that means there wouldn't be that much glass, I guess. But. All this glass is like white or clear, and there are some of them are as big as a football, and they weigh like twenty five kilograms. These are like glass that comes from the sky, supposedly. Interesting, and it's got a specific like scientific the name. They call it Libyan desert glass. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Me yeah, I think as a whole, there's. <sighs> There's a ferment. There is a glass ferment of some kind. Uh, we've seen proof of directed energy weapons that have come from that glass ferment. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so the reason why I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Reinhardt, but the reason why mm -hmm. the iron content of where they find it is important is because the glass is 98% um, silicon dioxide. Silicon dioxide. So it is the pure, oh. purest natural glass found anywhere in the world. So if they're 98% silicon dioxide and the place where they're finding them is 15% iron oxide with like carbonate and feldspar and all kinds of other aluminum silicon oxides there, like that doesn't make any sense that the glass would be formed there, right? No. If the glass was formed Good there, you'd Lord. see, you'd see uh, imperfections of like, you know, whatever that stuff was, you know, iron, whatever, you know, potassium, sodium, calcium, whatever. Uh, you'd see all that in the glass. It wouldn't be 98% freaking clear. Right. So interesting that uh, they find <laughs> this all over, all over the Libyan desert. Which is interesting. Hmm. It's right in the corner of uh, like where Egypt, Sudan, and Libya comes together. That one Is it right around the uh, Jordan River, Jordan River Valley? Um, no, hmm. I don't think. Is Libya interesting? Is, is the Jordan River Valley in Libya? I, uh, I have no be. idea. 
I don't know much about those countries. Um, anyways, so there's like a thousand plus tons of it is like, yeah, they, it's all over, um, all over this one place in Libya. It's interesting. No iron at all. Yeah, some pieces are big as a football. All other tectites around the world are tiny, and in comparison, are only like sixty percent glass, and occur in distinctive shapes such as dumbbells, rods, spheres, discs, and teardrops, which Libyan glass never does. Libyan glass looks like crack rocks, or like I don't know, they're like hmm. they're or flaked, <laughs> they're like they've been flaked off of like another you know chunk of glass. Right. So it's just really that's really weird. So they they could be you know um, pieces of the firmament. I don't know. This guy's theorizing that. Who knows? But they're only found in that one place. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And no Libyan desert glass has been found at the nearest meteorite crater. So they're not from like a meteorite either supposedly that's it that's hmm. well i would say because meteorites don't exist but right <laughs> meteorites are fake yeah yeah uh new yeah. robert seffer tweet just dropped uh-oh just now nice. uh, yeah so an msnbc host said that uh republicans or people or Trump voters would uh, trade trade in their tax cuts just to say the N word, right? And uh, he oh, quote yeah. tweeted that and said, uh, "Nigga, please." <laughs> That's did it really awesome? Oh my god! You hear it in his voice too. Uh, yes, that I can I can almost hear like a ukulele version of a Pearl Jam song in the background mm-hmm, while he's doing mm-hmm. it. It's like a slowed down version of like a tasty recipe, like being done on like a Facebook post. <laughs> you know, that, that little, that music. Yeah. He's always got that kind of music going on. A little ukulele. Why is that so popular now? Is it because well, it's so easy to for play? Him, for him, he's, he's from the uh, Southern Californian area. So a lot of his stuff is walking around just Southern yeah. Californian. Yeah. Yeah, but the Parks. ukulele is kind of like yeah. a Hawaii thing, but whatever. I get it. Yeah. So, mm. it's all Hawaiian stuff. Mm. Yeah. But, oh my God. That's funny. That's funny. Nigga, please, he says. <laughs> That's great. Robert Seffer, the autistic Aryan anthropology king. God, I would love to be his... Apprentice, student, dude, whatever like you would call DB it. said, man, <laughs> Timothy Alberino is going to be heartbroken to hear you say that. Right. Absolutely crushed. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop copying wow. talk about memes. I'm not. I was just repeating it so everybody could hear it. <laughs> I'm copy. I was just making sure everybody got to hear that one because that was a good one. Anyway. It was. Um, no, I, like Robert Seffer would be a great interview. I would love to talk to Robert Seffer. Gary Wayne's changing his will right now. Right. <laughs> no, Gary Wayne hates us because he's such a freaking boomer. Like, if he heard about us, he definitely would not like us. He's like, damn it, I lost Reinhardt. 
Yeah. He's already destroyed uh, uh, Jer or Tolkien and Christopher Lewis. Who's this yeah. Christopher Lewis? Yes. Don't people just say C.S. Lewis? <sighs> yeah. Yes. I didn't know what. No, I don't even know what. I actually don't even know what the JRR stands for. I've just always known it as JRR. JRR stands for John Ronald Ruild Tolkien. Okay. So nobody says John Tolkien, right? No. No. JRR Tolkien. But nobody ever says Christopher Lewis either. It's like everyone referred to him. It was like Reinhardt. Christopher Lewis. I knew you were talking about C.S. Lewis, but like. Well, no, they're on first name basis like that, dude. You know. Oh yeah, it's Christopher Lewis. Day. You know, just to him. Can we get out of here? All right, <laughs> get back in the wardrobe. Yeah, right. I just want to go to bed. Get back, back in the wardrobe. All oh, right. Oh my god. I so just we're gonna go to bed. Yeah, we are gonna get out of here. Uh, somebody's gonna read a creepy pasta because this is the weekend. Because it is the weekend. Wow, I slurred the crap out of that. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with some more. Don't forget Shilla one more time. Uh, our t-shirts are at dissidentapparel.com You can get them there. We also have a telegram. It is t.me slash theparanormiespresent um, Reinhardt, you have a telegram. Yes, it's t.me slash nephilimhour Alright. And Dogbot yours t.me slash chupacabra underscore kennel get right. in the kennel and jack you have one too yeah it's a t.me um it was jack's internal shit post all right there you go uh, i just i just want to say that the uh the pet smart uh the pet smart wish list is still <laughs> up however they may not sell chickens at pet smart but they do sell Guinea pigs and uh, and lizards and right, stuff like that, right, like right. live animals that we can feed the chupacabras. I, I think I think they got rabbits too. Oh, rabbits right. are perfect. They're almost they're almost like chickens to them. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. You can. Send, they have to be alive. You can send live animals to to uh, dog bots chupacabras. Don't send them to the PO box. Which is going to be in the um, <laughs> it'll be in the in the show notes. Uh, All right, girlfriends might send some dead animals to the PO yeah. box. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. All right, so we're gonna get out of here, and uh, we'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. Have you ever gotten the feeling that someone is watching you? Well, how do you know it was a person? Maybe it was an animal. No, they are things. They pick a host, they watch you, and they study you. They are with you till you die, then they move on. Seems a little creepy, right? Well, it's about to get creepier. They don't just study you, they are you. They are the devilish things that are you. And on top of that, they share their knowledge with their friends. They feel your pain, your emotion. They are immune to good things. They don't feel love. No. They copy you, though. They have all of you, your looks, your memories, your all. They follow you around. When they try to touch you, they give you a tingly feeling. Yeah, these monsters try to touch you. The only thing stopping them from taking you over is your guardian angel. 
which is actually the good version of these things. They are the same things except they protect you. The evils are the sources of your fear, although the goods are what make you fear. When you fear, you don't try to figure these things out. That protects you. There are some incidents where the evils are able to take out the goods. Hence why some people are fearless, shut-ins, antisocial, goth emo and such. If they take out the good of you, then they can take you over. There's nothing you can do. Your mind is sent to a dreamlike land. Has a friend or someone you know changed? That's not society. That's the result of their good being defeated and their being taken over by the evils. Do you know that you've been taken over? No. In fact, you could have been taken over by now. This could not be you. Wouldn't the evils know that they are in your body, you ask? No. They are a copy of you, so when they take you over, it's like they are you. They lose memory of their natural selves. So you could be one of them, and there wouldn't be a way to know.